Welcome to The Alternative Investor, the show where we discuss, debunk, and demystify all things about investing in alternative assets. Hey, welcome to The Alternative Investor. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks. I was talking to the 19 listeners we have out there Uh, in the world. Hi. Hey, guys. Real quick, before we launch into today's just captivating episode. Thrilling. If you wouldn't mind, if you do like the show, if you don't like the show, hey, uh, totally understand where, you know, our our wives are on board with you. You can just shut it off right now. Yeah. Why are you listening if you don't like the show? (laughs) What are you doing? If you do like the show, we would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave us a a review. Um, That helps us get our show out there to more folks. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll cross the 20 listener mark and that would be just, that would make us so happy. Wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) Hey, you know, it's, if it's a five-star review, even better. So we would really appreciate that. Okay, now onto the show. Hey, Brad. Hey, hey, Grayson. Today's going to be a fun episode because I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about. Oh, that's great. What are we talking about today? It, I thought we I thought we covered this over the last seven minutes of our preparation. <laughs> um, you know, so look, I think there's a lot of people out there that are working in these, you know, totally boring eight to five jobs, um, and they dream of owning a business. And maybe they're even listening to this podcast on the way to work. We've all been there. We've you know, many, many years of my life. And they think, gosh, if I could just buy a business, but uh, man, how would I How would I go about doing that in terms of, I don't have the capital myself and I don't have a rich uncle and I don't have rich friends. Uh, we might have the answer for them today. Yeah, I think most people probably think like that. They think, hey, you know, that's just too many hoops to jump through. It's not going to be possible. I don't have a million dollars to go out and put into uh, buying a company. If you're thinking that way, then this episode is for you. And by the way, I guess I should caveat this with this is specific to our U.S. listeners. So we have heard that we have some international listeners. Oh, they can take the day off? <laughs> you guys can shut this off. Or, you know, perhaps your countries have similar programs to what we're going to be talking about. But if, essentially what we're talking about today is is called the SBA loan. And, well, what does SBA stand for? I'm glad you asked. It's the Small Business Administration. This, so this is a federal a uh, federal department in the United States government. And so this is going to be specific to our U.S. listeners. So again, apologize to our international fans out there. Uh, all, all, four, all four of you, you, can, you guys can go back to your day jobs. <laughs> okay, so SBA loan. So Brad, I'm excited. I think these are going to be, this is going to be really cool to talk about. Yeah, I think we should uh, just dive right in. Okay, so here's what it is. So an SBA loan, I guess the technical or sort of the, the type of SBA loan we're going to be talking about is the SBA 7A loan because there are multiple loans from the SBA. Uh, but it's gonna it's a way for you to purchase a business for very little money down. We like that. <laughs> I did I got you mid swig, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I was a little parched. <laughs> yeah, no, we love that. We love to be able to buy things for very little down. We don't like to over leverage, but it is nice to to be able to use that that power of of debt to go out and buy something that we more than what we can afford. Exactly. This is this is the American way. So this is this is basically it's in, in the same way that you can buy a home and only have to put twenty percent down. This is a way to buy a business and only have to put ten to twenty percent down. Um, okay. So first, some 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 boring details. So the SBA is they back these loans. So that these are actually these loans are sort of or, or the lenders here are actually just normal banks. Uh, the SBA doesn't loan you money directly. The SBA guarantees these loans and, and that allows you to get more favorable terms from banks. Actually, that's just like a lot of commercial real estate loans or residential loans where Fannie and Freddie, right? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will actually act as uh, the backstop to a lender. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. So okay. it basically creates a secondary market almost. It, it it adds liquidity to the system because some of these banks wouldn't make these loans otherwise, right? Yep, absolutely. And uh, 
And I so okay, so SBA seven A loans, uh, backed by the Small Business Administration. You're, you're, you know, many banks offer these types of loans. And let's let's just get into the details of these loans. I think this is what's most interesting about them. So, so the big one is that you can borrow up to, wait for it, ninety percent of the purchase price of the business. Holy cow! Get, I am not kidding. Get out of town. I think uh, I think it's probably more common to borrow up to probably seventy five or eighty percent. But I have seen programs where certain banks will allow you to borrow up to ninety percent of the purchase price of the business. Right. So that. Not as nosebleed leverage. Yeah, like right there though, it's like, hey, you know, you could buy a business that costs two, three, four million bucks, and you could be, you know, you only have to put a couple hundred thousand dollars down, and that's so that's the kind of money that many of us could get together. And by the way, it doesn't have to come from your savings account. You can get investors to put that money up. Yeah, and that's funny because if you're buying a house, the lender wants to see that your down payment's coming from your own bank accounts. They want to make sure you're not getting a loan or not raising the money to go buy your family home. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but here, they don't care. Yeah. And, and again, so I think I'm, I'm caveating all of this with this varies by bank. You know, cer certain banks are more aggressive with these programs than others. Um, I know the SBA has sort of guidelines around what they'll what they'll backstop. So we shouldn't take your your knowledge here as gospel. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a little fuzzy, but I did talk to a banker on Tuesday. That who's, <laughs> there, I did stay at I a did. Holiday Inn. <laughs> it was great. I know I talked to a banker on Tuesday, and she did assure me that they would lend up to ninety percent of the purchase price. So there, right there, bullet point number one. Yep. You don't have to put a lot of money down to buy a business. Okay. So second point, uh, you can only borrow up to five million dollars. So that's only that's still a lot of money, right? I mean, most small businesses you're going to be purchasing for less than five million dollars. So, okay, ninety percent up to ninety percent of the purchase price, up to five million dollars. Uh, you do have to buy a hundred percent of the business. So this isn't the kind of thing where you can buy sixty percent of the business and the current owner keeps forty percent. This is sort of a true, a true buyout. So you can't create a fund of funds to go buy the these businesses with SBA loans. Well, I guess I guess you could buy more than one, you know, as long as you're not buying more, you're not, you're not sort of accruing up to more than five million in loans. But uh, yeah, it's not you, meant for that. Yeah, I it, guess it could, yeah, you wouldn't you couldn't make like a minority investment in a business. That's a yeah. good point. Okay, cool. So carrying on here, the seller. Okay, so the seller can stay on as a consultant for up to one year, right? So you could buy a business and you could keep the person around for up to a year. Uh, and so she can stay, kind of stick around and help you learn the ropes. Why, but, why can't the seller stay in the business? If the, why, I guess, why even put that in? You know, I, th I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think this goes hand in hand with you have to buy 100% of the business. Um, mm. I think they want you to have like real skin in the game and this to be a true change of ownership. Oh, maybe it's because that they effectively would view that it's to prevent somebody from just refinancing an attractive loan. Yeah. And right? Yeah. Because maybe the seller's like, has their cousin go get the SBA loan. I Okay, I get it now. Yeah, but why is that a bad thing? Like, why can't their cousin get the SBA loan? Well, because then effectively they're just refinancing their own business. Yeah. Is that a problem? Well, I, I guess if they put this rule in here. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. Okay. Well... There you go. You have more experience with debt than I do. So yeah, correct me where I'm where I'm wrong here. I owe I owe banks a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. A lot of real estate. Well, you know the old adage. If you owe the bank a million dollars, that's your problem. If you owe the bank a hundred million dollars, that's their problem. <laughs> I love that one. Okay, so Okay, so let's keep going here. So, um, by the way, so these can be, these are, I, you know, again, this is specific to the bank that I talked to just this week, but this is effectively, these are 10-year loans typically, uh, and they're fully amortized, right? So it's not like these are interest only for some period of time. And then, Brad, I know you were doing some research on whether these were fixed or variable interest rates. What did you, what did you decide on that? 
You can do either. Okay, so these can be either fixed rate or variable rate. That depends on the bank. Yeah, and this is, you know, look, if you're going 90% loan to value, right, 90% LTV, then I would not get a variable rate loan. That's a little scary. Right. You want to lock that in. That's a lot of debt relative to what you've put in. And so a, a little swing in interest rates, especially because this is based on LIBOR, which is, you know, pretty volatile anyways, usually right now it's been docile for the last 10 years, but usually, you know, LIBOR, LIBOR is pretty volatile. And so you want to, oh no, sorry, is this prime or LIBOR? Prime. Yeah. So that's even worse. Yeah. So prime can go all, all over the place. I remember when prime was, you know, 12%, not that long ago. God, how old are you? Yeah, pretty old. <laughs> that was 1972. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you don't want a variable rate if you have 90% leverage because then you're just not going to be able to plan accordingly to pay this to service this debt. Gotcha. And the bank I talked to, their rate is roughly the prime rate plus 2.75%. Uh, so I think that was going to be around 8%, 8.25%. So, you know, call it 7 to 9% interest rates, which is still pretty decent. Okay, so the next point, it has you have to have a 1.2 debt service coverage ratio. So... What does that mean? What is he, you tell us, Brad. You're the, you know more about that than I do. Yeah, that just means that the the net operating income or the EBITDA from the the business it has to be you know basically twenty percent over what the debt service is. So your loan payment. Gotcha. So if you owe a hundred bucks a year, you better be profit. You know, have a profit of at least one hundred and twenty bucks a year. Correct. Okay. So there, there, there you have it. So you have to have. Obviously, these are for. This is for a profitable business. This wouldn't make sense for a startup or a business that doesn't have cash flow. Oh shoot! I was going to start a blockchain company. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Bummer. SBA does not like blockchain. <laughs> um, and then, so you know, I think the the key here though is that you can get cash flow based lending here. I mean, this is this is huge, right? Because a lot of service businesses that are asset light, you know, they don't have you know, millions of dollars of, of equipment laying around their factory floor, but they have good profits. You can actually lend against those profits or borrow against those profits. This just opens up for a lot of different opportunities for folks. Yeah, it would be interesting to know if, if inventory or assets might help you get a better interest rate or... That's a good point. Or push leverage. I think she, the banker told me they did. Like she, they do like to collateralize this somehow. So if you do have inventory, if you yeah. do have fixed assets, yeah, I think that does help. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Banks tend to like collateral. Yeah, they, yeah. That, yeah, we'll see what happens when I actually try to apply for one of these loans. <laughs> they sound amazing. Yeah, yeah. This, I guess the other caveat is neither Brad nor I have ever got an SBA loan. So if you have got an SBA loan and we're just spewing BS right now, feel free to email Brad. <laughs> and then so the, the other caveat or the other sort of bullet point that the banker told me on, on Tuesday when I spoke with her is that you, they like to see direct or relevant industry experience. So, you know, I don't, seriously, yeah, they I think they like to know that you at least have a general idea of what you're doing if you're going to go in and, you know, if you're going to go in and run a, uh, a manufacturing business that maybe you've at least worked for a manufacturer. I think you can probably get around this a little bit. If you're sort of a reasonably competent person who can make your case to the bank about why you're going to be a great owner of this business. Um, you know, I don't know if you buy a pie shop. I don't know that you have to know how to bake a, bake a pie. I have purchased a pie before. <laughs> I've eaten pies. I know, I, I know I like them. I Do you like pies? I, I love pies. I don't like cake that much. See, yeah, my wife hates pies and loves cake. I love pies and hate cake. I'm with you. I think there's two types of people in this world. Yeah. Elvis fans, Beatles like fans. normal people. <laughs> yeah, cake and, fans. And weirdos. Exactly. So the final, I think that this is the big one, right? You do, if you own more than 20% of the business, right? Because you could do this with partners and, you know, maybe you each own whatever, you know, each own 50% or one owns 80, one owns 20. But if you own more than 20% of the business, 
you do have to sign a personal guarantee. Oh, geez. Yeah, Bury the not, lead. Yeah, this is the downer. So this is, you know, this is something where you basically are pledging your own assets against this loan. So if, if you default on the loan, the bank can come after your personal assets. However, I would say this. Again, this is from the banker that I spoke to. If you don't have... Oh, the banker told you it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> she said, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just store all your assets in an offshore account. Don't, don't tell me about them. No, but she did say that if I don't have more than 25% equity in my home, I do not have to pledge my home. So at least they're not going to come after my home because I don't. we don't have more than 25% equity in our home. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> they can just clear out my kids' savings accounts and college <laughs> college accounts. But, you know, so I, yeah, this is a downer, but it's, you know, it's a fact of life, right? The bank's going to want to be protected here. Uh, but again, this is, you're, let's look at the bright side. You're going to be able to be 100% owner of a business that's, you know, that's generating cash flow, and you're going to have a, a wonderful, fulfilling experience running your own business. So, so what if you have to personally guarantee all your assets? Yeah. Obviously, you don't tell your spouse when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Just sign right here. <laughs> What I like to do is put the signature page underneath a different page. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. Would, would you mind signing this uh, permission slip for Malone to leave school early today? Anyway, uh, so yeah. Well, yeah. So here's another reason why you might not want to go to 90% loan to value if you are signing a giant personal guarantee. Unless you're just that confident in the business and your ability, which there's plenty of businesses that that are going to be fine. But if it, if you're looking at the history of the business and it's super volatile and you're making a lot of assumptions about growing the asset yeah. in order to be able to service this debt, I mean, I'm hopeful that these banks are also underwriting the deal. And so that's a little bit of a protection, uh, you know, governor for you, if you will, right? To make sure you don't do a horrible deal. But if you're going to push leverage, just make sure that you have fairly predictable cash flow and it wasn't just like last year's cash flow it's a lengthy history you know i brought i appreciate you for that you you always you come through with the voice of common sense and i think that's i think that's very important because right. I, I get pretty excited about this kind of stuff and i I'm, a, I'm probably a bigger risk taker than you was that did you basically just call me boring in a very nice way <laughs> you're boring <laughs> come on take a flyer yeah that's go a, to 90 percent. no seriously well, this I, is the real estate guy talking. you're uh, no i think that's very prudent of you we're not advocating that you go out and get 90 percent leverage on a business yeah house money unless you want to go for it <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the, so the final bullet point, this is a, another important one. This can actually hang up a lot of deals is that if your business sort of depends on the location that it's at, you know, I don't know if it's a pie shop and you need to be in a commercial kitchen or something, you do need a 10 or you need a lease for the length of the term of the loan. So if you have a 10 year loan from the SBA or an SBA loan, that's 10 years long. You do need a lease that's 10 years long. So you need to be able to produce that. Yeah, this is this is government overreach. I don't understand this one at all. You don't like this, huh? No. As a, as a real estate guy. Yeah, well, you got to lock in a lease for 10 years? Yeah, yeah. How is that going to help the business? What happens if you grow? What happens if you need to downsize? It's yeah. silly. Okay, well, you, look, I, there's a lot this, of good stuff. No, this is stupid. There's a lot of good stuff about these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because uh, I have a buddy who did an SBA loan for a business. Um, it's an electric fence business. So, you know, those... You know those like wires that people bury in their lawn so their dog gets zapped if they try to run oh, off those the are bro great. Yeah, those are sad. I've actually never seen it, but I'm only envisioning what could happen to poor little poor little Fido. Nixon? Nixon, yeah. Gosh, no, let's not bring up my dog. Uh, but anyway, he was um, doing this in, I think it was in the state of Maine. And this did, this hung up his deal because he couldn't get a 10-year lease from his landlord. So he had, he had trouble with this one. So yeah, this this is another important one. So yeah, there's some downsides or there's some challenges, but... 
overall, man, like we said, you can get a business for, um, you know, only 10 or 20% down, which is pretty great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the ability to not have to go out and raise capital from a bunch of strangers or even family members is, is not something to be discounted. Right. Right. That is its whole other set of problems and obligations and stresses. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, you know, you have to weigh that against this personal guarantee, of course, but maybe you just don't push the leverage and then you can feel good about it. But yeah, it's, that's a good point. Cause would you, would you rather be, <laughs> be kept awake at night knowing that you owe your best friend a hundred thousand dollars that you're never going to be able to pay him back and he's going to have this lorded over you the rest of your life. Or would hey, you rather the bank hey, be able hey, to come Bob, out? Funny, funny story. <laughs> you know that money you lent me for that business didn't work out? Yeah. Or would you rather owe the uh, the bank? So, okay. So, Brad, I think it would be fun to do an example here because let's just further beat this dead horse because this, yeah. is, this is how excited I am. Oh, I think it. people are captivated. I think this is a good one. <laughs> Okay, so let's do. Let's take a real business scenario. So let's say let's say you have a you found a manufacturing business that's doing four million dollars in revenue. How much cash flow? I don't know, Brad. Throw out a number. How much cash flow is that business doing? Five hundred thousand. Okay, I like that. Okay, so 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 what is that? That's a, a little over ten percent cash flow. Yeah, it's 12, 12, 12 and a half. half. Okay, so yeah, so decent margins. Nice little manufacturing business, spitting off five hundred thousand dollars a year. And you negotiate. You say you like this business. You know the owner is selling it. He's a buddy of yours. And uh, you negotiate a purchase price of, let's say, two million bucks, right? So that's four times cash flow. Good so multiple. It's, let's keep it easy for, for for me. For those of you playing at home. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, so now the business is going to be $2 million. And so if you did not listen to this episode of The Alternative Investor, the d and you didn't have two million bucks in your pocket, and you didn't have a rich uncle, you're dead, right? This is over. Yeah, toast. However, now you go to your SBA lender. And you can borrow up to $1.8 million, right? So that's that's really pushing the envelope. That's doing the full 90%. Because even at that number, you're still covering your your debt with that 1.2 debt service coverage. And so you can borrow, yeah, you borrow $1.8 million. You put $200,000 down out of your, your, your hard-earned money that you've saved at your crappy job over the last 19 years. <laughs> and now you're 100% owner of a $500,000 cash flow business. Uh, your debt payments are about $250,000 a year, which leaves you about $250,000 a year to do whatever you want with. So uh, there you have it. Yeah, and by the way, that would be a one. Uh, so two hundred fifty on two hundred thousand down. Oh, that's only a uh, one hundred twenty-five percent annual return. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Good grief! Yeah. Right? I'm stop. I'm quitting real estate and just going to go out and get a bunch of high leverage SBA loans for yeah. businesses. And you know, this is a this is a pretty nice example. I mean, it's a little it's a little unfair. I don't. You know, maybe you, maybe you don't buy that business for two million, but you can get it for two point five. Who knows? But but that's a that's a pretty good return. Yeah, but you get yeah. So I think and, and look, you're you're your own boss. You're the master of your own destiny. You have a, your own desk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> really putting the cell on it. Oh man, you get your own desk because you're the boss. If you want your own desk, you buy a desk. Anyway, so that's the example that we have for you. So it's pretty interesting. So Brad, I don't know, what, you know, what are these? What kind of businesses are these good for? And and what would these not be good for? I think maybe it's important. We can we can wrap up with this one. Yeah. So. I don't think this are, these are going to be great for cyclical businesses. I mean, unless you're just really good at, at reserving cash flow. Uh, but if you know that you're going to have, you know, six months every year where there's not going to be much cash flow, then, you know, how are you paying the debt service? So I would think that these are better for stable, profitable uh, businesses that have a long history of being profitable uh, and haven't been volatile or, or dependent on any, like, New new fad, you know, yeah. new industry. Yeah, slap bracelets. Yeah, exactly. 
So I think you would want something that has just been around a long time and has been, you know, pretty vanilla and that you think you can you can grow, but at a minimum, at least you know that it's going to have enough cash flow to service that debt. Yeah. By the way, the cyclical comment you just made is funny because that the buddy of mine who bought that electric fence company in Maine, you know, I think from like November to, you know, March they 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 sell like six electric fences, right? <laughs> so they do all their business for Six months of the year. And he did complain about to me. He's like, look, I really got to be thoughtful about reserving cash for, to make these payments. So that's a good point. Well, I'm, I'm brilliant. What can I say? Yeah, man. Humble too. Yeah. Okay. So in ter- and just in terms of how to get these. So yeah, just, uh, you know, a lot of national banks offer, Wells Fargo, I think is the, the number one lender in the United States for SBA loans. So you can, you know, go to your local Wells Fargo, but you know, before you do that, maybe go to your, you can go to a, a SBA.gov. So the, the website for the SBA has information and they also you can actually look up your like district office for the sba so whatever sba office is closest to you do you think there's just like if you go to wells fargo is there a person there that just specializes in these i think so yeah yeah okay yeah the sba person but yeah you go to your sba.gov and look for your local office and you, they'll put a list of lenders on there that do these kind of loans and so you might want to talk to someone locally or if you really or just dying to talk to Brad or I, I guess you could email me, Grayson at StablesPartners.com, and I can put you in touch with that banker that I spoke to on Tuesday. She's in L.A. As far as I could tell, they, they do a ton of these, and they're, they're pretty aggressive. But anyway, this is a SBA 7A loan. Great way to own a business for very low money down. I hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for listening to The Alternative Investor. Since you made it this far, you should take a second to subscribe to the podcast and join our email list. There, you'll receive additional insights and insider access to the world of alternative investments. Just visit thealternativeinvestorshow.com.